American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. If railroads defined late 19th century American capitalism, then there was one man that defined the railroad. That was Andrew Carnegie, the famous steel magnate who ran the Carnegie Steel Corporation. He defined this new industrial era, providing all the rails that built out that great Pennsylvania Railroad. Carnegie himself represented the new possibility of this industrial capitalism. Coming at only age 13 to America as a penniless Scottish immigrant, he had worked his way up through the factories and mills, through the hard work of putting together the telegraph system during the Civil War, and finally making his first millions as a steel magnate after the war, using those connections to create his new business enterprises. But Carnegie had a very particular notion of what all this prosperity meant, at least the prosperity of the ultra-rich. This was the first moment when there was an incredible inequality between those who had and those who had not. Even though wages were being cut over this entire period, Huge fortunes were amassed, whose names still ring out to us today. Morgan, Vanderbilt, Carnegie. And Carnegie thought a lot about what to do. He called his writings on this the gospel of wealth. When he had this taste of wealth, he vowed to give up on this empty, shallow life of business and, and go settle near Oxford University and take up what he called the company of literary men. Now, Carnegie didn't actually do this. He continued to make lots and lots of money, which is why, in 1889, he released a compilation of all of his writings as this gospel of wealth. In it, he wrote, The problem of our age is the proper administration of wealth, so that the ties of brotherhood may still bind together the rich and the poor in harmonious relationship. This problem of how to handle this inequality was gripping the country. This is what the basic issue was between this relationship of labor and capital. How to have this inequality and still maintain the democratic, peaceful order that America was founded on. The problem was that as this money concentrated, what ought to be done with it? Should it be given away? Should it be used only for industrial enterprises? How could this money be used to better not only individuals, but also all of society? Carnegie had a very clear position on this. He thought that it should be entrusted to philanthropic organizations like libraries and hospitals and schools. That it should be given away to create uplift in the American population. And he also believed that there should be absolutely no charity that giving money away to people would only encourage their idleness and indolence. It wouldn't actually better them. And that the wealthy who could make all their money ought to administrate it. He actually believed in a, a nearly 100% inheritance tax to force the wealthy to give away and decide on what to use with their money before they died. Not that he believed that the state should run it, but that the wealthy ought to run their own money because they knew best what to do with it. To give away this wealth in the form of charity was not something that would benefit the poor, but only slake the conscience of the wealthy. It was guilt that was driving such actions, he believed. The modern industrial economy in which the employer of thousands 
is forced into the strictest economies, as he wrote, does not allow for such sentimentality. Capital cannot be wasted. Now, of course, there were other perspectives on this at the time as well. Was the problem of the age the proper administration of all this wealth, or was it the actual inequality itself that was the problem? Who is best, just to a few to administer all that capital, or the masses to decide how to spend or invest that money? A popular review in 1891 of the Gospel of Wealth by the popular theologian William Tucker posited that, quote, I can conceive of no greater mistake, more disastrous in the end to religion, if not to society, than of trying to make charity do the work of justice. And so even though these huge industrialists accomplished amazing enterprises, providing railroads for the entirety of the U.S., it also produced a new disquiet over the meaning of this inequality, of this American industrial capitalism for American democracy. For more information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. Or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University. Thank you.